Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. It's me, Alex. And before we get into it, I do want to tell you guys to go and follow the Instagram at Between You and Me pod. I have been working a lot on making it a really cutesy, pootsy little IG to follow for a lot of the advice that I actually give on podcast episodes and the topics that I talk about here. But then put in a short form aspect. So it's one of those things you can check up on. Well, you don't really need to check up on it if you're following. You'll see every day as kind of like a boost in the right direction. And I am working very hard on it. I'm actually learning some new things in terms of graphic design and so on and so forth to kind of elevate that. You wouldn't think Instagram was so work related but it really is and I'm working hard on it so if you guys want to support the podcast in a different way you can follow the Instagram so you can also find out little details on when I do Q&A's podcast updates on episodes when new seasons come out and all the little things that you can find out before episodes come out okay so today we are talking about obviously from the title you guys probably clicked on this thinking, ooh, the juice. What's going to happen in today's episode? Because it is a pretty controversial, to a certain extent, topic, but something I feel very, very passionately about. And it's funny, every time I fucking edit a podcast episode, I say I feel so passionately about the subject. That's probably why I choose to talk about it. But this one in specific is something that is so present in our day-to-day society when it comes to relationships, and I just needed to speak about it. It's something that just randomly, I think I was scrolling through social media myself, realized my own thought process and the things that I was actually, like the thoughts that I was allowing myself to have in that moment that were almost like compulsory. Like it was just a genuine reaction to the content that I was seeing. And it, of course, was relationship related. I think that there are a handful of ways that social media affects relationships. And I'm going to take a big stance and say, for the most part, it is a completely negative impact that it makes on relationships. And seeing that we're in 2024, this is something that we have to talk about. It's something that's so common for everybody who is a present member on social media, which is, I want to say, a good 80, 85, 90% of our population who is of age to be using social media, will interact with content like this on a day-to-day basis. And whether you're conscious of it or not, it will affect the state of your relationship if you allow it to. So, 
I'm going to start off with the ways that this pandemic of relationship content that you see affects relationships. This one is the one that rings truest to me because I have been in situations where I have sat and listened to the advice of others based on relationships and or listen to the trends that come up about relationships. And I've been genuinely affected by the words that other people are saying. So here's what can happen is first and foremost, there is this element of unrealistic expectations that not just us as women see in terms of comparison and other women, but that we see in terms of relationships And immediately, just like any other person in the world, your first reaction is going to be to reflect on your own relationship and think, oh, okay, is my relationship meeting these expectations that other people are living? You see something, for example, like your, okay, I see these all the time. It's like, I'm making a bouquet of flowers for my girlfriend and I'm keeping these two roses so that when they die, I'll know when to refill the flowers and da 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 da. Okay, let me be clear. This is beautiful. This is an amazing thing to do for your partner. It's lovely. But just because you don't get flowers bi-weekly doesn't mean you're in a bad relationship. It doesn't mean your partner doesn't love you as much as Joe Blow loves his girlfriend. It doesn't mean that you need to now go start an argument with your boyfriend and say, okay, why are you not getting me bouquets of flowers every two weeks? Because the thing is that we see something so small, which is a snippet of someone's life, a snippet of someone's relationship. And immediately we go and think, okay, how come my relationship isn't living up to the same exact standards that this one looks like it is? And I also want to reiterate to the point that you are not seeing this whole entire relationship, its faults, its disagreements, its arguments, its points where another person could improve and do better. You're seeing what they want you to see. You're seeing the best moments and you're seeing the love and the chemistry and how they look into each other's eyes and da 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 And then you're taking that feeling that you're getting and comparing it to your own relationship. And let's say you've been in a relationship for a very long time. You guys are very comfortable with each other. You guys have gotten into a routine with each other. And maybe there isn't as many romantic gestures that are happening. But you support each other. You communicate well with each other. You financially help each other. You you are in a very deep, loving relationship But because you see something like that, you start to question how much love there really is rather than feeling confident that, hey, that's their way of showing love. I would have liked that, too. But I mean, my partner does this and this and this and this for me. And that is their way of showing me their love. Or let's say you want more romantic gestures in your relationship But now you're looking at it in a sense of lack. This person doesn't do this for me. This person doesn't go above and beyond for me in this way. So 
what that's going to end up doing is you're going to go back to your partner and you're going to be in this negative mindset of look at what you're lacking, look at what you're not doing for me, instead of being appreciative of what they do do for you in order for them to feel happy and good in the relationship, to do even more. There's levels to it because obviously sometimes we are in shitty relationships and then we see something like that and it makes us feel bad. But then there's also situations where you're in a perfectly good relationship for you and you still feel bad. So in both case scenarios, where's the positive of the comparison to things that are happening on social media? There really isn't. There's also something to say about these trending things, which everybody knows that a boyfriend doing a cute gesture for a girlfriend, that's going to go wild. That's going to go sky high because everyone's going to say, I wish he would. If he wanted to, he would. So everyone's commenting. Everyone's sharing it with their boyfriend. Everyone's sending it to them saying, babe, look at this. Look how cute that is. And I'm not even calling you guys out. I'm calling myself out, included in everyone else, because I get stuck in that mindset too. I get stuck of the, hey, look at what someone else is doing. Why aren't you doing it? Type of thing. Instead of just appreciating the moment for what it is, appreciating that little post for what it is, saying that's really cute, and then moving on with my day and not letting it affect me to the extent that it does. Now, of course, we can't forget about the TikToks, the reels, the short form content, whatever, of people talking about red flags or love should be like this or get you a man who does this. There's women who also are a part of this and will chime into the trending topics of what you wouldn't stand in a relationship, what you require from a relationship. You're not going to stoop to this level. You're not going to accept this type of behavior. You're not going to do this and this and this. And this is all based on their opinions, their past, their history, their relationship status, and everything intertwined. It doesn't mean it's a universal rule. So if you're sitting there and you're seeing rules that I have with my boyfriend, we share each other's locations. We don't allow each other to have friends of the opposite gender. We da 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 da. And this is how we have such a beautiful, perfect relationship. And he respects me and he does everything for me and he pays for all of my dates. He does this, he does that. And it's like, okay, yeah, babe, in a, in a perfect world, in an ideal world, sure. And maybe they are happy with those boundaries and those circumstances, but that doesn't mean that you need to do it too. It doesn't mean that your relationship's shit or your boyfriend's shit or your girlfriend's shit if they don't do those things as well. It's this aspect of you see how other people act in relationships and then on top of it, you see only the best parts of their relationships, the happy moments, the good times. So two plus two equals, oh, okay. So if they're doing this in their relationship, then they're this happy. It must be how I will be happy in my relationship. Or even to the extent of what if it's bad if I don't share my location? What if it's bad if my partner has opposite gender friends or whatever gender they're attracted to friends? It's like, no, it has just struck in the past five years, let's say, that people have such strong opinions about relationships, what you do in relationships, rules in relationships, things that you have to do to show love in relationships. 
Before the past five years of this pandemic of relationship content, let's say, and maybe it goes even further than five years, but it's really been much more present in the past five, nobody talked about it. It was your business and your business only what you do in your relationship and the rules you set in your relationship. Now it's everybody's fucking business. Now it's like, if you don't do this, then babe, your standards are on the floor. It's like, okay, I understand it's trending content. I understand it's what gets views. It's what people like to see. It's what people like to hear. And it's also what people interact with the most because it is so controversial that everybody has a different opinion that guess what? When you have a thousand comments, you're going to have a million views. So I get the reason for it, but the effect that it has is where I have a problem. The way that we are interacting with all this content is the issue. And my least favorite thing is when somebody makes a general statement and says, this is the truth. It is the truth that you're in a bad relationship if you don't do A, B, and C. That's what really pisses me off because it's like, well, what do you know? Like my relationship and the rules and the boundaries that I have, someone could completely disagree with every single part of it and have their relationship the complete opposite way and still be in a happy relationship. And I can still be in a happy relationship. So it's like they're idealizing things in relationships that are so preference-based. And then all of a sudden, your opinions start changing and you're like, wait, like, (laughs) should I be getting my nails paid for every three weeks? Should I be getting my pedicure paid for? Should I be this, that, 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 and the next? And it's like, if it works for you, babe, it works for you. If not, then God bless and move on. Now, the issue is it's not that easy to just take a little piece of content that you see that has a judgment or an overall rule about relationships and then move on from it. It's hard. So what I like to do is overall kind of... (laughs) ignore (laughs) the relationship content that I see. And honestly, sometimes it's hard because sometimes there's some interesting shit, but I will just scroll past and or click not interested. If this type of stuff doesn't bother you, then by all means, continue about your time and continue about your day. But I do want to say that it is not really conscious all the time. And I can sit here and say like, oh no, I'm really unaffected by what happens on social media, but then one random day I'm sitting and if my mental health is not the best, if maybe I just had gotten to an argument, if, you know, things, I might be in one of those phases in a relationship where you're feeling a little bit more disconnected and then you see something like that, you're vulnerable. (laughs) You are vulnerable and you are in a position to be very impressionable and feel some type of way about this relationship content that you're seeing. So couples, girlfriends, boyfriends may compare their own relationships to this curated and filtered content that they see online. And the problem is that you're going to start to feel this dissatisfaction or this level of like inadequacy in your relationship. And that can be really harmful. So that's why I think focusing on kind of avoiding content that you know will bother you or that you know at a certain point in your life 
might bother you, like I said, if you're in like a troublesome part of your relationship, then start ignoring it now because we already know the algorithm and how it works. And the second you start sending these TikToks to one of your friends or you start sending, you know, inspiration of like, buy me flowers to your boyfriend, that's going to start filling your for you page, filling your explore page more and more every single day. And you will, to a certain extent, for lack of better words, become a zombie to the pandemic of relationship content. And I highly suggest you don't because there's a lot better things you could be doing with your life than absorbing things that will not help you in the future. If, you know, you're gathering inspiration, if it's a cute video on, you know, a gift I got for my boyfriend or a card I wrote for my boyfriend, by all means, heart it, like it, continue on with that because there's levels to it. There's levels where it's just a light. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Parted, cute piece of content and you can appreciate it. And there's levels where people are making, like I said, judgments and overall rules and, you know, talking about if this doesn't happen in your relationship it's shit or you need to have this perfect man or all these unrealistic expectations then this is going to harm you if there's anything you want to go by when it comes to this relationship content and the unrealistic things about relationships and you want to kind of like overrule those messages by something that actually is true then what i believe love and relationships really mean is we're imperfect okay we're imperfect people and love at the end of the day is a choice you choose to be with a person but love is also backed up by the emotion of love so you have this decision to choose and stay with this person to continuously choose them despite their imperfections despite the traumas despite the childhood traumas the issues, the baggage, the things that they have in their lives, everybody in this relationship, I'm talking about monogamous relationships, continue and are committed to learn, growing, and changing, and being the best person and the best partner they can be. I think that's all that really matters when it comes to relationship content and what people will tell you about relationships. That is truly what matters. If you are happy, if you feel at peace, and if you feel open and curious about your relationship, curious about learning the other person, curious about learning more about yourself. That's really what matters. Everything else, everything that comes outside of this core belief about love and relationships, that's extra. That's your choice. That is your choice together in a relationship of what matters when it comes to the more surface level things. But at the core of it, this is what truly matters. And that's actually what's going to matter when you're 30, 40, 50, and 90 years old on your deathbed with this person. Not if they're paying for your pedicure, okay? 
all right now (laughs) there's more okay social media while in a relationship is also something to point out rather than what we talked about before which was the content about relationships we're now talking about how social media intertwines with relationships in the perspective of a woman in a relationship with a man it can be really daunting sometimes if you are maybe not the most confident woman and even if you feel like you are yet you have certain insecurities in different areas it can be almost challenging to a certain extent to be a woman in our society with the constant comparison to the instant kind of sexualized content that people can get about women. So we can't ultimately change that in this moment. So there's an element of being compared to other women and insecurities that have to do with social media. The thing is that your boyfriend or your partner or whoever it is will have the opportunity to be seeing things on a day-to-day basis, to be seeing other women, to be seeing even just close friends and how they post and the things that they post. If they're posting thirst traps, if they're posting selfies, if they're posting this, whatever. The famous women, the women that are, you know, cultivating their brands to be fitness models, whatever it might be. There's a lot of element of comparison for us as women that I don't think, personally, men experience in the opposite way around. I don't think there's a lot of curated sexual content um, that's posted about men that women are like, ew, I love that. You know, there is like a big difference when it comes to being a man and a woman in these different situations. So it can be super uncomfortable at times to be a woman knowing what content is curated towards men. So I need to point this out. If someone doesn't consider social media as a part of a relationship, that there is an ignorance to that. There is a big thing that is said in relationships where men like to say, you know, well, I don't care about social media. I don't focus on it. I don't notice these things. I don't this, that, and the third. And it's like, okay, maybe that is true to you, but there is an ignorance in believing that social media doesn't have to do with relationships unless you simply do not have social media and you do not interact with social media. Then God bless you. It doesn't affect you. If you have this in Instagram, a TikTok, YouTube, whatever. You are a part of the social media world. Therefore, you have to be conscious of how social media can affect you, your partner, and your relationship. This is where there has to be some kind of middle ground, safe ground that is comfortable between both parties because everything is up to interpretation. Everything is up to how you interpret something, what you are comfortable with in your relationship, and how you choose to go about it. Once again, whatever you hear on social media, there are no rules. There's no rules. Your boyfriend doesn't have to not be following any women if you don't care about it. Your boyfriend doesn't have to not like these other pictures if you don't care about it. On the opposite end, if you do feel a type of way about it, the other person needs to respect that. They need to. And if not, 
if there is no compromise, if you're still feeling uncomfortable and they're still doing what's making you uncomfortable, there's a problem. That needs to be talked about, changed, communicated, or end, okay? But it's ignorant to believe that that doesn't mean anything is my point here because it does. We're living in this day and age where social media is so present in our lives, it's not easy to ignore if you are a part of it. So you can't ignore the fact, and even on the opposite spectrum, because I'm talking mostly about men interacting with women, even on the opposite spectrum, women interacting with men, whether it be men that you know, men that you don't know, famous people, whatever, it has to be up to what is comfortable within your relationship and how you choose to deal with that, because that is going to have and create a lot of issues within your relationship, a lot of insecurity, a lot of problems if it is not dealt with in a way that makes you guys both feel safe. We can't ignore the fact that social media is a part of our lives and affects our relationships when you are a content user. Last but not least, this might not apply to a lot of you guys or it could apply to you in a much smaller um in a much smaller way, but portraying your own relationship on social media also has its downsides and its negatives and things that you have to be really careful and cautious about in order for you to have a relationship where you feel comfortable and you feel safe. On a bigger aspect, we have couples who openly portray their relationship. They have couple accounts, they have couple YouTube channels, they have couple TikToks, They continuously post couple content. They talk about their relationship. They share intimate details about their relationship. They are very open to their relationship being online. And this can make life extremely difficult. Whereas a relationship that is kept more private, someone who doesn't have an online presence or someone who has a very small online presence will not have to deal with certain things that these couples in the spotlight will have to deal with. I have a feeling that a lot of people listening might not have a spotlight on them when it comes to their relationships. So speaking about this in a more universal way, if you are a person who is not in the spotlight and you are posting a lot of content with your partner and all of a sudden people start picking up on it, okay? TikTok, which probably would be the most prime example, starts picking up on a lot of the couple videos, trends, and things that you're posting. All of a sudden, you are in a position where you are now hearing, reading, and absorbing other people's opinions And the harmfulness of having so many people's perspectives on your relationship. It's not worth virality, let's say, for the harmful effects that it could have on a relationship. And I just know that it's borderline a fact that people love relationship shit. So it goes viral. So it's like, be careful about what you choose to put online, how much you choose to put of your relationship online, because there's such a thing as envy and there's such a thing as jealousy, hatred, like harmful opinions, people being rude, people being like commenting on your appearances, commenting on this, commenting on that. And it's so unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. It's the worst part of social media. Like, I can't imagine having to deal with that every day. And I know so many people do. I know. And it's just like 
painful to think about. There are situations where that will happen because there's hateful people on the internet and they will come out and say something knowing nothing about you simply based on the judgment of how you look like in that 10 second video and what you say in that video and, you know, what they perceive, which is completely opinion based and not factual whatsoever. So it's like, okay, regardless of the evidence that they have, the comments will affect you. So there's an element of imagine you had 15 people in real life standing in front of you talking to you about your relationship and giving their opinions about your relationship. That's how it would feel like, I'd assume, to be in the public eye or just let's say you're in a town where everyone is really close and knows everyone and you're posting about your relationship and people are commenting about it. They're gossiping. They're doing this. It's the same exact thing, right? It's like you have way too many people's opinions on your relationship that you can't even feel like it's your own. You don't have that element of privacy. Social media can really blur the boundaries between public and private life so sharing personal details or relationship issues online can really make you feel like there's that lack of privacy and then it'll also just like invite all this unwanted opinion that is basically in a sense interference with your own life with your own relationship with the one person who matters and the other person who matters this can really strain a relationship. It can feel like there's this tension because it's not natural. It's not natural for you to have all of these different opinions on your relationship and have it be healthy and okay. My biggest example, BF versus GF. I was just talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. Gina and Jesse, if these two were not doing YouTube, I bet they would have still been together. God, I rewatched some old vlogs and then I also watched a new vlog that like they, I think, came out with like a month or two ago with them like meeting up after years and years and they're still friends and it's just like the most beautiful thing. Honestly, it's like you wish there was this element where obviously they could succeed and build futures, but then still protect that relationship and in a lot of these cases it's extremely hard to protect your relationship when you're in the public eye and when you have so many other people's perspectives it's just almost borderline impossible i think in order to feel like you can protect your relationship with the negative impact of social media it's so important to establish these kinds of boundaries in terms of first of all, your own self and what you interact with in terms of relationship content and then your own relationship and how you have boundaries around the idea of social media and interacting with it between you guys because it is so easy for it to negatively impact the way you think about your relationship and ultimately the way you'll act in your relationship and how overall healthy it is. So having this kind of conversation actually about it, I think personally, if you haven't had this conversation with your partner, have it. The conversation of social media and how it affects you guys needs to be had with an honest, like open communication and how you can prioritize 
a real life connection over any type of virtual or social media related connection. You have to have this trust and this respect in your relationship and focus on building a strong foundation that doesn't have to do with an online presence and online, you know, input or opinion or whatever it might be. It is so unfortunate the fact that I have to talk about this, but it is so needed because I wish social media was different. It's just not. Maybe things will change one day, but there is way too many negative ways that things will affect your relationship. So it's important to know it and it's important to be aware and to almost stop it from happening because God, there's so many good things that are ruined by the media today. So let's not make our relationships one of them. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I feel like I was like yelling at you guys low-key throughout the whole entire thing, but I'm not like I'm not mad. Okay. I just feel really annoyed sometimes when I think about this subject because it's like I'm a fucking victim to it so it's like I'm almost yelling at myself being like babe don't get swarmed into this like zombie rat race type of situation where social media just engulfs your life because it's so draining it's so draining like I love what I do but like there's an element of when you make content, you absorb content. And I just wish I could not, but I, it's just not how it works, you know? And also there's like a level of addiction to it. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and I love you guys so much. Take care of yourself, take care of your relationships and go drink some water. Okay. Bye. Love you. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 